Oh, control your mind, control your life. Think Different Theory, baby. That's what we do. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and in this video, we're going to be going over what the heck is the blockchain, all right? Um, now, very specifically, before we dive in, I'm going to be focusing most of this video on the blockchain specifically and how the blockchain works in the simplest format and why it is such a massive, massive opportunity and why we, I really believe as well as many other, uh, many of the other people, you know, that, that understand blockchain and crypto fully, like believe it is the future. It is inevitable. It will disrupt banks. It will disrupt the entire financial industry. It will topple governments, right? It will like completely reshape the world as we know it. And when a lot of people hear blockchain, the first thing they think of is crypto or they think of, you know, Bitcoin, right? And while Bitcoin does play a role in this, uh, Bitcoin operates on the blockchain network. I'm not going to be so much focusing on Bitcoin here as I am going to be focusing on the underlying technology that it runs on, which is blockchain. Okay. Blockchain is the thing that powers cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, Cardano, uh, Polkadot, uh, XRP, any, any crypto that you see out there. And uh, I'm going I'm to explain a little bit about that, but really I'm going to be focusing on the blockchain. Also, it, it powers NFTs. So you've probably seen, you know, some of these NFTs that are just crazy, these crypto punks and these, you know, the, the Doge pound, and you've got this, that one uh, NFT that sold for like over $60 million, $60 million for a, for a picture, right? Like, how does that work? Why is that so important, right? Um, kind of explaining the technology underneath that. So if you want to learn about the blockchain, this is the, this is the, the podcast episode for you. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to try to break it down in the simplest way that I can explain it. Now, two things about this. Number one, the blockchain is pretty intense. All right. So I understand like if you're a super, super blockchain nerd, I understand that this is overly simplified, but I'm going to try to explain it in the best possible way so that anybody can understand this. The second thing is, is I cannot actually take credit for the analogy that I'm going to give you when it comes to explaining um, blockchain. I was, I've been watching a lot of videos recently. Um, something my wife and I have really been getting into is blockchain, NFTs, understanding the domains, understanding how it all works, and uh, really the buying and selling of things on the blockchain and why it's important. And so we've been watching a lot of different YouTube videos, and I found one that I think really, really explains it well so that you kind of understand and start to understand and begin to understand the power of what it is that we're talking about here with the blockchain. Because Bitcoin in and of itself is not going to be the thing that disrupts the whole world, right? Bitcoin itself is valuable, but it's valuable because of the blockchain. All right. So let's dive in here. Uh, to understand the blockchain, I, I, I want I, I want to kind of go through it and, and paint you an analogy or paint you this picture uh, of two scenarios side by side. All right. We really, really need to understand this if we want to understand the power of what's happening. Okay. So let's say, for example, um, me and I'm just going to pick somebody that we would all know, like Joe Rogan. All right. Let's say Joe Rogan and I wanted to do an exchange together, right? Joe Rogan was selling uh, his car, right? Let's say, okay. So uh, Joe Rogan selling his car and let's say he's selling that car for $10,000, right? So what would I do, right? If I'm the buyer of this car, what would I need to go do? I would go to Joe Rogan. I would pull out my credit card and I would say, hey, actually, let, let's make it something a little bit more simple. Let's, let's say Joe Rogan was selling me, um, I don't know, let's say he was selling me his hat. All right, let's do a, a little bit of a cheaper transaction. So Joe Rogan is out there. He's selling this hat, right? He's got his little payment processor up or whatever. So I go and I'm like, hey, I want to buy your hat. And he's selling that hat for $25. What I would do is I would go and I would pull out my credit card, right? I would take the credit card. I would swipe my credit card through Joe Rogan's payment processor, whatever it is, through his website or, you know, whatever it is. And what would happen then is that that transaction would then be sent to my bank, okay? And the bank would then go through and it would look at the funds in my account, right? And those funds, it would say, hey, 
does Josh have enough to buy a $25 hat, right? And so it would go and it would say, oh, okay, Josh has $1,000 in his bank account, right? So therefore, if I have $1,000, $1,000 is there, I can afford to get rid of $25. So it approves the transaction. It removes $25 from my account, says, okay, cool, you're giving it to Joe Rogan. And then the credit card would also talk to Joe Rogan's bank. And it would say, hey, uh, Joe Rogan is receiving, right, $25 of, of funds, of money, right, coming into his account. We're gonna add that $25 to his account, right? Pretty simple. We all understand that concept. Now, I wanna take a look at that a little bit deeper, okay? What's actually happening there? Is the bank actually gonna go and physically send $25 in cash money to Joe Rogan's bank. No, they're not going to do that, right? What are they going to do? They're going to simply, on a ledger, right, a transactional ledger, say, hey, $25 was removed from Josh's account, and it was moved in to Joe Rogan's account. And these two banks both ha should have records of that, right? They should say, hey, this bank is tracking what comes in and out, and this bank is tracking what comes in and out. These need to match up in order for this tra transaction to go through. Pretty simple, right? We don't use cash. So the banks aren't actually keeping cash of our, track of our cash. We all use credit cards, right? Digital currency, digital money, credit card, you know, bank transfers, PayPal, uh, digital payments online of any sort. Not crypto, just in general. Hardly any of us actually use cash anymore. So what the bank's responsibility is, is not so much to hold and maintain our cash, but what becomes incredibly important, the thing that we trust the banks in more than anything else, is that they never, ever, ever mess up a transaction, right? Like we have pretty solid confidence in the bank that if I remove $25 out of my bank account, it is going to report that I did $25. It is not gonna report $25 in one cent. It is absolutely accurate every single, uh, you know, every single time I do that transaction. That makes sense? So we have a lot of trust in banks, in financial institutions to keep record of this big, huge transaction. Think of, think of literally like just a massive, massive ledger with millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of transactions on it. And it's the bank's responsibility to do that and be, make sure that it's right every single time. And we have trust in those banks, right? Same thing is true with governments. We trust the government to keep an accurate representation of our files, of our documents, of what we've said, and that they're never gonna be changed or moved, right? So, the bank's inherent value is not for us necessarily to store money. The bank's inherent value is to keep track of the ledgers, keep track of the, you know, the, the transactions in and out, make sure that they're accurate, and we pay them a fee for that. We pay them a lot of money for that. And they make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars off of being able to track those things correctly. And up until this point, there has never ever been a way for you and I to be able to send money to one another, send data to one another, do any form of transaction without a third party involvement, a third party in there that is controlled, the bank, right, is that third party. They always control it. So they have the ability to freeze funds, to reject, to say yes, to say no. It gives them the power to be able to go through and do this, right? So where does blockchain come in? Now, I want you to imagine that same exact scenario happening, except this time, when I go to Joe Rogan and I'm trying to buy his hat, when I go and I swipe my credit card for the $25, there's me, there's Joe Rogan, there's the transaction, right? I swipe my credit card. 
Well, rather now than that transaction going to the bank, now it goes to blockchain. So what is blockchain? Blockchain is a network of every single blockchain user, every single person, and these are validated by miners, which I'll get to here in a second, right? Every single person has access to the entire network of all transactions. So think of blockchain as a really massive, huge transactional ledger that has 100% accuracy of every single transaction that has ever taken place on the blockchain, okay? And what happens is, is instead of me swiping my card and the bank going, oh, does Josh have $25 in his bank account? I go to the blockchain and the blockchain itself, which is decentralized, there's no one person that controls it or owns it. Not a government, not a bank, not a president, not a CEO, no one. It's just a thing that runs by itself that's completely decentralized and every single person, you included, if you have a wallet that plugs into the blockchain, you can validate every transaction that's ever done. So if I go and I buy, let's say I'm gonna swipe and let's just say I'm using Bitcoin to buy it. So I create my Bitcoin wallet. Similarly to, similarly to what like I would do with a bank account, right? I have a bank account and I have my Bitcoin wallet. But here's the thing, who owns the bank account? The bank does, right? They're in control. Who owns the Bitcoin wallet? You do, okay? You have 100% control of that Bitcoin wallet to the point where, um, I'm trying to look, okay, so this is a, this is a, a hard drive, okay? This is an external hard drive. You can plug into your computer. You can put files on it, okay? When you own a wallet, it's very similar to like owning a hard drive on your computer. If you put Bitcoin or cryptocurrency on a wallet on this hard drive, there could be 25 Bitcoin on here. Nobody, nobody could access this wallet except for you. It is a literal physical wallet, sort of, right? With digital information on it that nobody can hack. If you don't have the physical thing, I mean, if you have the physical thing, nobody can access it, nobody can hack it, nobody can get into it, right? This is your wallet. So I have this 25 Bitcoin on here, right? Or $25 worth of Bitcoin in my wallet, right? Or let's just say I have $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. I own it. Nobody can take it from me. The bank can't freeze the funds. The government cannot seize it. It's like having physical money, except it's in digital format that nobody can take, nobody can seize, government can't access, banks can't access, third parties can't access. The only person can access it is you. How crazy is that? So you have this, which is a Bitcoin wallet or a crypto wallet that runs on the blockchain, and you plug this into the blockchain and you say, hey, the blockchain knows when you sent money in and the blockchain knows when you are gonna pull money out because every transaction is recorded in 100% perfect. It's impossible for there to be an error and I'll explain why in just a second, okay? So when I go and I pay Joe Rogan, I say, hey, I'm gonna swipe my credit card and then the blockchain is gonna go, oh, well, guess what? You put $1,000 worth of Bitcoin into this. Now, it doesn't own that, only you do. It cannot remove it. Only you can, right? But it can validate that it's there and it can know with 100% accuracy whether or not there's money on this wallet, right? And then it says, yup, guess what? He has $1,000 worth of Bitcoin on that wallet. He wants to pay $25 to Joe Rogan. Now, this is gonna approve the transaction. It's gonna go through. It's gonna send that money to Joe Rogan's wallet. And now Joe Rogan is gonna receive that money and it's gonna go into his wallet. He doesn't have a bank. He doesn't have anybody controlling. It's the same thing for him. I have just sent Joe Rogan money with no third party involvement of any source. No bank, no government, no governing entity, nobody to tell me no, nobody to know that information, nothing. The only way it was verified was through the blockchain network. And the blockchain network is made up of millions of people all over the globe. 
And all they're doing, and these computers, they run in the background, okay? It's really complex how this works, okay? But these computers, they run in the background. And as long as they validate that says yes, they can't say, oh, yes, there's the money in it, but we're not gonna let you. They can't do that. All it is is a ledger. It's like, yes or no, yes or no. Yes, is it a true statement or a false statement? Is there $25 worth of money in there or not? That's it. And so now we're literally able to go and send money and have transactions digitally. I can send money or information, data, documents, it's not just money, right? That runs on the blockchain, it's any form of data. I can send money or data or anything to anybody in the world instantaneously, instantaneously with no bank, no government agency, no government entity, nobody verifying it, nobody telling me I can't, nobody saying, no, you can't do that. Oh, you have to pay taxes on that money. Oh, we're gonna withhold this. Oh, we've gotta make sure it's approved. None of that, zero, it's all gone. Sorry, my camera's a little blurry, okay? That's what, how the block, what the blockchain is. And so when we say this is the future, when we say, hey, listen, what happens on the blockchain, there is a permanent record. Come on, where's my camera there? Okay, there's a permanent record of this forever. So we can see, this is why we're able to track Bitcoin movements so much. We can see, hey, we don't know who owns every single wallet because people can own wallets anonymously. But you know any single time Bitcoin is moved. So we can see like the other day, there was somebody that moved a billion dollars of Bitcoin. Everybody on the blockchain network, every single person could look at that and can verify the transaction that a billion dollars of Bitcoin was moved from that wallet to that wallet. Every single person could see it. Now, nobody knows who, to, who it was sent to and from because it's anonymous. That's the beautiful thing about it all, right? But we all saw that it moved and we all saw that it happened and we all verified, yep, that worked. And this happens automatically in the background using these computers and using what these miners are. If you ever heard of a Bitcoin miner, what they're doing is they're mining transactions. And they're basically going through, and I understand there's other, there's different variations and uses of miners, right? But like, basically, every time a transaction goes through, all the miners go, and they're validating those transactions, and they're permanently putting that piece of code into the blockchain. So if you ever hear mining blocks or blockchains or block halves having, right? What we're talking about is every single transaction that is ever being sent or done back and forth is being documented by those miners and validated by the network, and it can never be changed. There's a document or there's a there's a running ledger forever and it's unhackable because if at any time somebody ever tried to go and change a past transaction the entire thing would break every in order for something to be added in order for a transaction to be approved every single person on the network every single miner has to go yep that's that's it's approved okay now i understand that's like how does that work whatever i'm not going to get into the details of that here and how that all works but understand this is why the blockchain is so revolutionary because there is no one single person or entity involved. It is literally the community, the crypto community, the blockchain community, millions of people all around the world validating every single transaction. And so the only way for you to hack the blockchain or for you to you know, have control of the blockchain is if you controlled all, every single miner, if you got every single, millions and millions and millions of them, all of them, and we're like, oh, do this instead or do this instead. It's impossible, it can't happen, right? So we have this network, the blockchain, where things are being traded. And then the cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, run on top of that. So now we look at blockchain as this underlying network, this ledger of keeping track. And then all the other cryptocurrencies on top of the blockchain have different uses, right? So they do different things. For example, Bitcoin is a financial cryptocurrency. So we there's a limited supply. There are only 21 million Bitcoins. You can never make more Bitcoin, right? There's only 21 million coins. Once all 21 million coins are de developed in mine, once they're there, that is it. 
So there's high inherent value to that because these these this is like money running on the blockchain. Now, some cryptocurrencies, their uses isn't money. Some cryptocurrencies uses are for contracts or for data or for music or for whatever, right? There's all these different use cases. Some of them are just designed to talk to one another. But the blockchain technology is this technology that runs that allows you and I to send money back and forth, information back and forth, data back and forth, and validate and verify that it actually happened in, for the history of everything. And so you have NFTs on there. And it's like, you know, why the frick? And I'll do another, uh, maybe I can do another uh, topic about, uh, about NFTs and why they're valuable and things like that. But n once you start to understand this, all of a sudden you start to realize that everything that the bank does is now we don't need it anymore. All their transactions, all of their power, we don't need it anymore. All of the government verifying identities, all of that data, we don't need them anymore. We don't need third party uh, parties to tell us what we can and can't do. If you've ever seen any of the tweets or the hashtags or the trends about like um, uh, power to the people, right? Bitcoin is a rebellion. Bitcoin is power to the people. Bitcoin is about freedom. Why? Because it's taking the power away from the government. It is taking the power away from big banks and giving it back to you and I. Because beforehand, think about if I wanted to send $100,000 to somebody or a million dollars to somebody around the world. Do you know how crazy difficult that would be? Not only do I have to go validate that I have the $100,000, then I've got to go fill out all the paperwork and validate with the bank. And then the bank has got to approve that I can actually send the money and that, you know, even if I have $100,000 there, they can say no. Then I've got to go and I've got to pay massive, massive fees because I'm sending it internationally, right? So there's huge, massive fees, uh, you know, hundreds, of, if not thousands of dollars, probably more like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to send a million dollars, right? Overseas, then it's got to approve the other bank's government entity has to approve it. And then the other bank has to approve it. Then it finally shows up there seven to 10, sometimes 14 business days later, you're finally going to go and get your money. Tens of thousands of dollars in fees and fines, multiple banks, multiple governments involved. All of those things are involved in order to be able to be, for me to be able to send $100,000 or you know, a million dollars, whatever, to somebody else overseas. With cryptocurrency and with the blockchain, I can send a million dollars to somebody for like 10 cents instantaneously right now. Somebody can move a billion dollars, a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin on the blockchain in 10 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, anywhere in the world, boom. No government entities, no banks, no overlords, nothing. Pure freedom. You, me, no middleman needed, verified by every single peer on the network, verified by real humans like you and I, but no one individual power has the ability to stop it or approve it. Isn't that crazy? And so when we say Bitcoin is the future, when we say crypto is the future, what most people don't realize or what they are saying, and you just don't realize it, is that it's actually blockchain. The blockchain technology holds the future that will completely revolutionize the entire financial system. Banks, as we know them, will no longer be needed. Government's power, as we know them, over data will be non-existent anymore because we can just go to the blockchain. It's all anonymous. Nobody can stop it. And so when you say, oh, well, you can just regulate the Bitcoin, like regulate blockchain. No, you can't. It's like the internet. Can you regulate the internet? Like, sure, you could go and you could make some laws about what you could and couldn't post on certain websites, but it's not like you can just ban the internet. Because if you ban the internet, another country would just say, okay, you can be on the internet, and then people would go there. So in order for blockchain to be banned, every single country in the world would have to you all collectively agree that blockchain can be banned or has to be banned 
collectively. If one country's there, then everybody can just log into the internet, get a VPN and go to that country, act like they're in that country and trade and send data back and forth. Okay, so not only would every single country have to do it, every single country would have to be able to enforce it. And we already have multiple countries that have made Bitcoin a legal tendence, uh, uh, legal tender, actual money. Um, what's that one country that just did this? Um, not Venice, was it Venezuela? They just made it, I wanna say it was Venezuela. Maybe I could be wrong on that, I'll have to double check. But they literally made Bitcoin a legal tender. So that country now, and there's more and more and more countries that are recognizing cryptocurrencies as real money. When they start recognizing it as real money, the only way to send cryptocurrency is on the blockchain. The blockchain is the future, it is inevitable. So when we say develop technology around Bitcoin, start a business around crypto, right? Around you know the blockchain, it's because like, imagine knowing what you know about the internet now back in 1999 or 2000. You would be like, holy crap, if I knew that now, I'd go all in on the internet. That's what we're saying about blockchain. Nobody would have believed in the, that the internet back in 2000 was gonna revolutionize the world that we did today, that everything was gonna be happening on the internet. No one would have believed it. No one believes that that's the future of blockchain, but that's what's happening. All data, all transactions, all money, all currency, all information, all private information, all data transfer worldwide is gonna be running on the blockchain. Privacy, indestructible, in, in, I mean, uh, unhackable, complete privacy, complete uh, dependence uh, from big government and big banks. That's the future of blockchain. So if you liked this video and you'd like more information about this, comment um, more down below or shoot me a DM. If you're listening on audio, shoot me a DM on Instagram um, and I'll make more videos like this. Um, I'm getting into crypto. I've been in crypto for a while. I've got tens of thousands of dollars already invested into crypto. We'll be putting a lot more money into NFTs and different things as we kind of develop this and look at this. But like understand that it is inevitable and that no matter what the media says, no matter what the government say, it is like it's here. The future is happening. There's an article that I absolutely love um, and I'll, I'll kind of uh, wrap up with this, but it's, uh, <laughs> this is so funny. It says, it's a picture of the, the newspaper from Tuesday, December 5th. This is the Daily Mail, Tuesday, December 5th, 2000. And uh, on it, you can see a screenshot of it here. It says the internet quote, may be just a passing fad as millions give up on it. Guys, it used, people used to think that the internet was a fad, that the internet was gonna be regulated out. The government was going to try to regulate the internet and that it was never gonna make it or things like that. Look at the internet now. That's blockchain. Blockchain is a revolution. Blockchain is the future. It gives us our freedoms back. It gives us our power back. And it gives you and I the ability to communicate with one another uh, without government or bank oversight. And it's pretty phenomenal. There's gonna be so much come of this. Domains are coming on there where you own your domain forever. It's anti-censorship. We can beat censorship. We can beat so many things with blockchain and with the future of crypto, which is why I'm super, super, super excited about it. If you're worried about freedom, if you're worried about censorship, if you're worried about the government taking away your rights, if you're worried about inflation, if you're worried about all the things that are going on in America today, blockchain is the future. Blockchain is the answer. And I just gave you a very, very, very small understanding as to why. Because not only is it a digital asset that can be transferred instantaneously all across the world, it stores value very well, but you can physically own it. You can literally have it in your hand. Most people are like, oh, Bitcoin's not real. It is. There's a finite number of them and you can own it and you can put it on a hard drive. You can put it in your wallet, right? And say, this is it. I own this and nobody can take it from you. The governments can't seize it unless they literally were to come to your door with a gun and 
take this hard drive from you, you could put your wallet and all your crypto on here, on this hard drive right here. I don't have any on this hard drive, but same concept. Okay. All right, guys, I hope this helped. Hope you gave that a, a, a brief explanation about a very, very complex topic. Hope that provided a little bit more understanding of that. Like I said, if you want more videos like this, comment down below and let me, shoot me a message on Instagram, leave a rating, leave a review on wherever it is that you're listening. I love you all. Thank you so much. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. I love you all and I will see you on the next podcast. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Monkey.